We want to honor everybody right now who is involved in healthcare. If you work for a hospital, if you clean the floors, if you're a doctor, if you're a nurse, any healthcare industry at all, if you, we want to honor you right now and thank you for what you're doing to fight COVID-19. If that's you, if you work for any hospital at all and you're watching right now, would you please in the public chat, would you please write, that's me. Just type in, that's me. Right now, just type, that's me, that's me. I work for a hospital, I work for a doctor's office. I do something with medical. Now church, let's get behind them. We can't clap for them, we, they can't raise their hand, but, but we're gonna do this digital. They wrote, that's me, let's encourage them. Type something to them right now in the public chat, just say, so thankful for all you're doing. Give them some heart taps if you don't wanna type. Just do some heart, heart, heart. We love you, we appreciate you. Thank you for all you're doing. Uh, to ease the panic and to really treat people who are sick right now. We're behind you. We're praying for you. Amen. These are strange, strange times, aren't they? Nobody's quite lived through what we're going through right now in this season. And um, it's temporary. It will pass. We're just in this season. It is just a season. And uh, we're in the middle of a series right now where we're looking at the steps Jesus took. The steps Jesus took on his way to Jerusalem. And one of the things that, that Jesus did, there's a story in the book of Luke, uh, chapter eight. So if you wanna go ahead and flip to Luke chapter eight, get ready for that. And uh, in Luke chapter eight, uh, we're gonna read this story together. It's right here on the screen, Luke chapter eight. One day, Jesus said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side of the lake. So they got into a boat and they set out. As they sailed, he fell asleep. A squall came over, I'm sorry, a squall came down on the lake so that the boat was being swamped and they were in great danger. The disciples went and woke him. They woke up Jesus saying, Master, Master, we're gonna drown. He got up and rebuked the wind and the raging waters. The storm subsided and all was calm. Where is your faith? He asked his disciples. In fear and amazement, they ask one another, who is this? He commands even the winds and the water and they obey him. We can see ourselves in this story. See in the story, the squall came down on, on the boat and they were, they were fearful. The squall in our lives today, that's making some of us really fearful is the squall of the coronavirus. And, and it's fear is really what it is. And see, in this story, over, fear overcame them completely. And Speedy delivery. Oh, I got a delivery? Oh my goodness. I, I wonder where this delivery came from. Um, I, got, uh, I need a knife. Does anybody have a knife? I need a knife. Some, some. Oh, it's your moment to shine, Pastor. Hang on, I'll give you your knife back. I mean, I wonder, I wonder what's here in this package. Whoa, somebody taped this well. Golly. I'm cutting the cardboard box. This is one of those outtakes for those of you who are looking for them. I can't get my own box open. There we go. Thank you, Pastor Todd. So I got a package. I wonder who it's from. Let's see what's in here. Oh, I don't like this. This is the spirit of fear. Who, who sent me this? Oh, the devil. The devil sends me the spirit of fear. Yeah, that was pretty cheesy, but whatever. It's digital. We can be cheesy. God doesn't give us a spirit of fear. We know that because the Bible says it here. God has not given us a spirit of fear, 
but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Fear is something somewhat normal. It's a normal human emotion. Let me put that there. There we go, it's kind of tipping forward. Fear is a normal human emotion. But fear can also have a spirit attached to it. It's demonic, that that spirit is demonic. And when there's a spirit of fear, it causes some really crazy things to happen to us. Let, Let me give you three byproducts of fear. Three byproducts of fear. Here's the first one. The first byproduct of fear is this. It pollutes our thought. Our thinking goes sideways. It goes backwards. If you don't believe me, just look at a grocery store. There's a lot of things on the shelves right now that should be sold out, but they're not. You can live without toilet paper, folks. But toilet paper is the thing that's gone. Why? Our thinking goes sideways when there is a spirit of fear attached to our lives, we start to do some things that just don't make sense anymore. Things that are almost illogical. And that's what's happening around us right now. There's a spirit of fear that has come upon some of us. Second thing that is a byproduct of fear is that it poisons our words. We say some really awful things sometimes. You see, this, we get this in our passage when um, when there was a, a, the boat was about to sink. All of the disciples said, we are going to drown. Not, hey, Jesus, we need you to come up and bail out the water. Not, hey, Jesus, we're in trouble. Can you pray with us? They went straight for the, for the negative and they said, it's all over. We're gonna die. We're gonna drown. It's over. It, the spirit of fear was on those disciples and it polluted their words. Don't let the spirit of fear interfere with your mouth. Don't let that happen. In this season, we are forced to slow down. Our kids' programs are all canceled. March Madness is over. There's nothing left. I mean, if you're not going to watch March Madness, what's left? Restaurants are closed. There is nothing to do. We are forced in this season to slow down. If we allow it, we can see this as a blessing, not a curse. God has finally given you the time that you need to spend with your spouse. God has finally given you the time that you've desperately wanted and you need, maybe you didn't want it, but you need the time with your kids. You finally have a chance to speak life to others in your family by having so much more time stuck in your home. How are we do- doing with that? Are we using it as an opportunity? Are we using it as an opportunity to speak life to our kids, to speak life to one another? Are we looking at our annoying rugrats running around? Are we looking at our our spouse and not seeing them as the cherished gift of God that they are and just tired of them being around right now? I know it's kind of rough when we're stuck in a home and we get cabin fever, but listen, God's given us a chance to speak life. But if the spirit of fear is overtaking you, it's gonna poison your words. 
Here's the third thing that a spirit of fear brings. Number three is it paralyzes our future. A spirit of fear will paralyze your future if you're not careful. Your future looks bad when you forget the promise of God. See, in our passage, when the disciples went out, Jesus said, look at this, Jesus said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side of the lake. That was the promise of Jesus. We're gonna go to the other side of the lake. He didn't say we're gonna go out in the middle and die like the disciples apparently thought he said. They forgot the promise of Jesus. And when, when we forget the promise of Jesus, our future gets paralyzed. We can't forget the promise. Jesus promises us the other side. He gives us the other side. God has not called us to this point to all curl up and die. The church is over. That's not how this works. The church is alive. Church, we are unstoppable. This will pass. It's not the end of the world as we know it. The spirit of fear would tell you, don't go anywhere. Don't touch anyone. Some of that's good. You know, I haven't shaken anybody's hand today and I don't intend on shaking anybody's hand for a while. But our psychological health needs human contact. We have to stay connected. Parents, don't stop touching your kids. You can use hand sanitizer before, but don't stop touching your little kids. They need love. And we need connection with each other. That's why we have online church the way we're doing it, where we can connect with and talk with each other and still have a sense of community. If you're really feeling a lack of community, right now at the bottom of this video, you can click on live prayer and you're going to immediately be connected with someone on our ministry team. And it's a one-on-one -on -one chat and we can pray with you and help you experience victory in your life. Anxiety is not from knowing I'm sorry, anxiety. A lot of people think anxiety is because they don't know what the future holds. That's not true. Nobody knows the future. Nobody's ever been able to. Anxiety comes from trying to control the future. And guess what? Nobody can do that either. Only God. Only God. The only thing that trying to control the future does for us is that it zaps our energy. It zaps the life out of us. It paralyzes our future. It paralyzes us from our efficiency in being useful for God's kingdom. Some of you may have a spirit of fear jumped on you and it's paralyzed your future. You think, why bother? You just gave up trying to eat well. You gave up trying to exercise. You gave up trying to read. Like, what's, what's the use? You just lean back and think, why, why bother? You see, that's the spirit of fear. It's not from God. It's not from God at all. He, he doesn't give it to us. It's from the devil. And that's what we call the spirit of fear. Speedy delivery. Another speedy delivery? Oh my goodness. I wonder, I wonder what this is from. Uh, do, I need a knife. Pastor Todd coming to the rescue. Thank you, Pastor Todd. I wonder if whoever taped the last box does better on this one. Uh, let's see. I wonder, thank you. Who... who Oh, this one's from God. How about that? Um, so let's just get rid of the spirit of fear. I don't want that anymore because uh, that's from the devil. Um, but let's see what God gives me. Oh, God gives me 
power. That's right, that's, that's, that's what God gives me. He gives me power, and that's in 2 Timothy 1.7. He gives me power. We are the hope of the world, church. We can't forget that, especially right now. Ephesians chapter six says this. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your, strength, your stand against the devil's schemes. <clears throat> we are the hope of the world. So right now, church, we need to stand firm. We have the authority of God in our lives. We should be praying for the end of the coronavirus. We should be praying for an increase of peace in the world around us. As everybody else freaks out and goes and buys toilet paper, Christians should be the people that are constant and firm because we have the power of God in our lives. That's what God gives us. So, so yeah, can we put it up? I think we got three things that God gives us. Yeah, three things God gives me. The first is power. And the point is stand in authority. Let's see what the second thing that God gives us is. I'll put that right there. Second thing God gives me, what's in this package? Um, it's kind of cool that the UPS just shows up in our, at our church. Oh, love. He gives us power and love. 2 Timothy 1.7, he says he gives us love. And my point is serve with passion. See, when there's a spirit of fear, there's all these byproducts that happen and it turns our life in the wrong direction. That's the spirit of fear. But to replace that spirit, you can't just get it out. You have to replace it. You replace it with what God gives you, power and love. This is key. 1 John 4.18 says it like this. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. There's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out all fear. So how do we love? What, what does that look like? Here in Galatians, it says this. You, my brothers and sisters, you were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. Overcoming fear requires activity, not passivity. Faith without works is dead. We need to love. We need to love, and we do that by serving each other passionately. Church has never been something that we go to. It's always been who we are. Now's the time to see if we really do believe that. Right above me on this video or at mynewhope.in, we have a COVID-19 response page. If you need help or if you know someone who needs help, go to that page, let us know. If you're available to help in a variety of ways, go to that page, COVID-19 response. Go to that page. It's, the link is either in the menu or right above me or in the little icon in the corner of your screen. Or you can go to mynewhope.in. Sign up to be a part of making a difference around us because we need to cast out this fear, the spirit of fear in our world by loving. All right, let's see the third thing that God gives me here. Uh, what's in this box? The third thing. Um, I don't need my box anymore. Oh, it's a sound mind. God has given me a sound mind. How wonderful is that? Uh, my point on that is that we need to, nope. Yep. We need to, a sound mind is stay grounded in God's word 
and relationships. That's what it means to have a sound mind. Here's what that looks like. Second Corinthians says this, for though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. That's what we do. That's how we make this work. We need to read our Bible. We need to have relationships with one another. And there's a lot of ways, even digital, it counts. You can have digital relationships with one another. I wanna read this passage in the Bible. We're not gonna put the words up on the screen. It's not gonna be there. I'm not even gonna tell you where it is. I'm just gonna read it. I encourage you to maybe close your eyes and just receive this. God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not fear when earthquakes come and when the mountains crumble into the sea or when there's a virus going around. We will not fear. Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. For there is a river that brings joy to the city of our God, the sacred home of the Most High. God dwells in that city. It cannot be destroyed. From the very break of day, God will protect it. God will protect our church. The nations are in chaos and their kingdoms crumble. God's voice thunders and the earth melts. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. If God has not been your fortress, right now is the chance for you to lean into him, to trust him. Right now in the public chat, there's gonna be a little thing that pops up that gives you an opportunity to digitally indicate your interest in making Jesus the Lord of your life. If you wanna make Jesus the Lord of your life, you're done letting COVID-19 control your life. You're done letting your boss control your life. You're done letting, letting other circumstances control your life. And you're ready to get, let Jesus control your life and you wanna to submit to him? Click that link and do, it just says, raise your hand. Nobody's gonna see it, it's just you. And then I wanna encourage you to click the button after that. That will open up a private chat. Only you and one of our pastors or ministry team will see it. And they're gonna lead you through a commitment to make Jesus Lord of your life. All, all it is is a, is a heart change. You're, you're, you're pointing your heart towards the Lord. No matter who you are, right now we can put our trust in the Lord more. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you so much for being our constant God, our faithful God. You never leave us. You never forsake us. And so God, today we trust you with everything we have. We trust you. We submit to you and we worship you and we give you all praise. All glory to you. In Jesus' name, amen.